Welcome to Big Red in the Sun, everybody. Another kick in the nuts. Playing a team that we should have beat, outplaying them from the beginning of the game to the end in almost every category except for special teams and offensive line. It's a broken record, everybody. Special teams, penalties, offensive line. How many teams do you ever know where they get two false start penalties in a row? That's like once-in-a-lifetime thing that you see, but we have done it twice. We did it to start a game. That's ridiculous. And we get to the point where it's almost laughable. But us being Husker fans, we know how hard it is. It's been so long. We had the Texas put them back on. I mean, I was born in 2000, so I don't even know the 90s. Like We haven't been very good my entire life. But I'm a delusional Husker fan, and I will ride or die with them until I freaking die. So... We're just going to get right into it, everybody. Nebraska-Michigan State. We lose in overtime 23-20. But we outplayed them literally the entire game. We let, lead them in almost every single category that you can possibly have. First downs, 25-12. to 12. On third down, we were 7-20. for 20. They were 1-11, for 11, people. 1-11. for 11. Fourth down, we dominated. Two, two, we were 2-2. Two two. They were 0-1. for 1. And uh, they went for it on uh, it was turnover on downs because they went over and they had a little read option with their Heisman their Heisman candidate running back. We thought we were going to give it to them. They didn't fool JoJo Doman, though. We got him. We got him. They've been consistent over and over again. Reimer, JoJo Doman, like Heinrich, they've been killing it for us. Our offensive line is back. Like Our defensive backs, our defensive line are linebackers. They're back. The black shirts are back, which what we're trying to say here is the special teams, they're important. Because they're lo we're losing games because of them. And I know people don't like to have special team coaches or they don't like to even focus on it. But they're causing us to be a below average team when we very should be like at the top. Because this is a down year for all of the Big Ten schools. Like This is not our year. Like, Wisconsin's down. Iowa is they're up ranked very, very high. I think it's fourth right now. But they're still the same old Iowa team. They're not going to beat us on offense. They're going to beat us if we make stupid mistakes against them. And they proved that against the, the former teams they played. Like Colorado State, it was a very close game this last week. And they just look like the same old Iowa team. But the thing is, is like, we don't look like the Nebraska team from the last three years. Yes, the penalties are still there. Yes, the special teams are still there. They have the problems. But the defense, Shenander has changed the defense. We are going from like soft coverage to hard coverage to blitzing to hiding blitzes. It's ridiculous. How weird. Oklahoma is probably the best. It's the best in the Big 12 they have to offer. And we made him look bad. We, If you put a little pressure on Spencer Rattler, he crumbled. But the defense is saving us. The offense, yes, we have the play call still that maybe not worked as much. Like we run the ball up the middle on third on third and 12. We do keep these scrambles, and everyone can tell because we can't get a pass down the field. But we are a good team. And damn, I, said, I damn should just say that we are probably the best defense in the Big Ten this year. It's not even close. It's just how... It's just ridiculous how we can special teams and offensive line could bring us down this much. But I guess that's what we got to deal with. But let's get back to it. Total plays, we had 85. They had 53. We had seven punts. One of them was served seven yards. We'll get into that later. They had six. We had six penalties for 40 yards. They had five for thir uh, 39. So we both struggled with penalties. We had one fumble, one interception. And the total time of possession for us was 36 minutes and 13 seconds. They were 23 on the dot. So in all that, if you look at that without looking at the score, what do you think that score is? 
we beat them by at least 10. At least 10. But no, we lose in overtime because we had bad play calls in overtime and we try to force a throw. They were so afraid of our defense in overtime that they kicked the ball to the win on third downs. They didn't want anything bad to happen. We stuffed them twice on the goal line. They were not getting in there because of our defense. And the only time that they scored a touchdown in the second half was one that punt return, where we kicked out of our coverage. We kicked out of our coverage. They had two back there. One, their lethal, lethal returner. The other one was some person that we don't really even know. We were supposed to kick over to them. But no, we kicked it perfectly to the side of the field where absolutely no one was. No one was. I think he was untouched into the end zone. Boom, 20-20. Ridiculous. Overtime, we just marched all the way down the field, dominated. Run game, pass game, just dominated. Wide open, Adrian runs into the end zone. It was awesome. But then right after that, it's typical Nebraska to suck your soul out and spit it on the ground just because of that. But let's get more into it. We need Our offense... We don't look bad. We look slow. We never start the game off good. We never like to get the run game started. We, I know we really want to get it started. But what we see is the second half, we explode. We know the play is called. It's like at halftime, he settles down and realizes that we need to throw down the field. We never start out by throwing it like down the field right away. We like to run with our running back committee. But we don't need – I don't know why we're, we're moving around running backs over and over again. I mean, Gabe Irving, the injury with Gabe Irving – sucked because he looked like he was going to be very good for us. But Ramir Johnson had 19 carries and 76 yards. we got to stick with Ramir. Two games in a row, he's been a powerful runner. He doesn't go down easy. He breaks tackles, and we need him to be there. And enough with this running back com- by committee. This isn't the NFL. This is not what we do. This is Big Ten football. You know when Big Ten football is good, they have a good running back that everyone's afraid of that opens up the pass game, that, that opens it up. Especially with Adrian, who cannot read a defense very well, but can win us games. If we had a running back that could draw more attention, it would help us out more. So I say stick with Ramir Johnson. Stick with him. Run him. 19 carries for 76 yards. Not bad at all. Adrian was 24 for 34 passing. Not bad at all. 251 yards. One reception in overtime. The killer. One fumble. Uh, he's just trying to do too much. That's the problem with Adrian. He tries to do too much at certain times when he should. But that's just a player trying to do his best for the crappy line in front of him that is giving him no time at all. He had 20 carries for 65 yards and two touchdowns. And when he runs, like, we don't, I know we have the QB designs runs for him and they don't work as much, but the way he can move out of his pocket and the way he has to move because our O-line, it's an unbelievable how much he breaks these tackles and he runs and runs and runs all the way. So he's a threat. He's an absolute threat. People don't want to play him. They don't. Lincoln Riley said that he did not use probably the most athletic quarterback they were going to play all year which is great for us. But the one thing he needs to do is learn how to hit his second option. If his first option is not there, he's going to hold on to the ball too long, try to do something stupid, force a throw, fumble. Or he just can't read it. I don't know what Verduzco is doing if they keep giving him these tests on there to like test how smart they are. Maybe he should just focus a little bit on breakdowns, dump downs, second options and stuff. Because we've played five games so far. Five. And I think in at least it's happened five times when a – announcer has said, wow, I cannot believe he missed him downfield. And then they proceed to show two wide receivers that is 10 people, 10 yards from anyone wide open down the field. And it's not even like he's throwing across his body, he has to throw over field. It's like it's in his line of vision, but he's so focused on one wide receiver right in front of him that he cannot see another one down. But I still believe in Adrian. I do. He can win us games. 
if he had a little more time in the pocket, it'd be even better. But he can win us games with his legs. But he, it would be so much better if he could win some games with his arms. Because uh, we like to keep him in pocket, keep him in pocket, keep him in pocket, make him step up in the pocket. But the thing is, we don't have an offensive line to do that. We don't. So we need to realize that if we scramble him outside and make him throw on the run, that's when he hits these people down the sidelines or hit people crossing because he likes to move out of the pocket. And if that doesn't work, he can pick his legs up, he can run, he can get at least five yards for us. So that's so. I trust him. If I think he was, you know, I don't think anyone wants to play him. No one wants to play us right now with our defense. But if we can just get him to read the defense just a little bit more, I don't know what we have to do, but we need to roll him out. I really do think we need to. All right, the wide receivers, Torre, consistent, five catches, 42 yards. Xavier Betts was a star on this one. Five, rece- five receptions, 62 yards, made some big, big catches for us. On fourth downs, third down, he we made some big catches and took some big hits. Torre, I like Torre. Torre is perfect. Mr. Montana for us. He's very good. Austin Allen, glad he's back and healthy. I hope he stays healthy. Four catches for 28 yards. He is just a man out there. If we can get him open and get him in the passing game, people are going to be worried about him. We can turn into like the little Iowa, like whenever anything goes wrong with the running game, dump to the seven tight ends they have. Boy, why can't we do that? That'd be perfect. Austin Allen is huge. He might be one of the biggest tight ends in, I know in the Big Ten, but in the country. And he might be drafted. He's a great draft prospect. Other, Omar Manning had four catches for 16 yards. We dumped, we like did a little dump downs to him. I don't think. He, he was the biggest like factor as he should be, but he's slowly turning up, and he really had, came out and had some mental health issues, and he was talking about it, which is great that he's bringing that forward. And I think that now he's realizing that he's moving forward, and I think he's going to play bigger parts in it. But if we can get Xavier Betts, Omar Manning, and Torre all working together with Austin Allen sneaking out of here, we have the production with these guys to be very, very good. But sometimes we get fall back down that rabbit hole of running it up the middle, running up the middle. And I want to get the run game started. But we have that running back by committee. We just live by that the last three years. Boom, boom, boom. Whatever we do, it's running back by committee, running back by committee. It's just not what we want. We need to find a guy. And I think Ramir Johnson right now for our team is that guy. And I think that's what we need him to be better. We need the play calling to be better. And I don't think this loss was on Scott. I don't think it was. But you can't just like particularly say it wasn't his fault when he also is overseeing the O-line and the special teams. I know he's not the head coach or everyone, like the, the guy, the specific coach for him, but he oversees this. He puts these people in charge. And he came out today in a press conference on Monday, and he was talking about the O-line. And this is the first time where I feel like he has addressed it. So they need to be better. We have a standard for our offensive line. If they're not meeting it, we're going to find someone else to play. And that's what we need. But this could be bad because they could be shifting positions and it could be maybe more penalties or maybe not as good blocking because they're shifting positions. Or it could show the people that are on our offensive line how they need to get better, where they need to get better, and realize that we have a team with our defense and our quarterback that we could be very good. I know this is one of our hardest schedules. I think it's they flip-flop us and someone else. I think it's Notre Dame the hardest schedule in this year. and But if we win four of these games, three of these games, if we can get to a bowl game, no one wants to play us with this defense. We just realized like we 
where I know everyone's used to playing at 11. Here in Arizona, I'm watching games at 9, but now it's shifting more. They're putting us back in night games because they know that we're going the right direction. Michigan just got changed to a night game on ABC because they think they saw a defense. I think we beat Northwestern. I'm going to say it. I think we beat Northwestern by at least 10. And then Michigan, I think we beat Michigan. I think we do. Because they just had a tough game with Rutgers for a while, and I think they pulled ahead at the very end. But the defense for us is not going to give up points. They're going to they're going to continue to tackle hard. We don't lightly tackle anymore. We don't like push people out of bounds. We drill people, and that is what the black shirts we, we've been missing for five years. With Riley, it was not even it was unexistent because Riley was just a horrible hire. But don't worry about that. We don't have to worry about that anymore. But let's get to the favorite part. Black shirts, baby. The black shirts. We've we've given them before. We've taken them away. But this is three, four, actually, straight weeks of them playing good. We always like, oh, there's two bad teams. Then we go to Oklahoma. Maybe we'll take a step back. We took a step forward. And then the announcers were saying that Michigan State would be our first test as a defense. Right after we played Oklahoma, who has one of the most top three, there's top five team, but top three offenses in the league. And they said... They had the audacity to say Michigan State was the first defense, the offense that we're going to face. No. We had 63 tackles, three sacks, nine tackles for loss, two turnovers. One was this Mukes pick in the first first quarter, like his first throw of the game. And then turnover on downs when JoJo read that read option perfectly and gave us momentum. I think we went down there and got a field goal, of course, because we couldn't punch it in, but we got a field goal. But the craziest thing, the craziest stat of the game is that we still lost. This is that everyone's going to be talking about it, how like Nebraska just keeps shooting themselves in the foot, and we do. But listen to this. I'm going to read you Michigan State's second half plays or possessions. Three and out, eight yards, punt. Three and out, five yards, punt. Three and out, negative one yards, punt. Three, yard, three and out, negative seven yards. Three and out, nine yards. That all adds up to zero points, zero first downs, 14 yards. In the entire second half, the only play that they scored on was the punt return. Our defense was so good, did not give up any big plays. The only big play that they really could only do on us was another trick play, and that's the only time they scored, and they threw a touchdown pass on a trick play, a little shovel to the running back, shovels it back, quarterback, and our and our cornerback slipped, knew some slip. So, if this is a high-powered defense or offense, why do they can't do anything against us with their Heisman candidate running back? And then their high-powered offense, the only way they can score big plays by a fake, like a bullshit play, is because people are afraid of our defense. Our defense is legit. They are legit. The black shirts are back, and I know we don't, we're don't. we not all the way back yet, but our black shirts are back. Shenander is doing great. He's, I think, out of every coach that we brought in, Scott included, he has made the most growth. Started out a little crazy. Oh, no. He's like, we're, like, we're slipping, we're slipping. Last year wasn't too bad. Got COVID wasn't that bad. We weren't horrible. We gave us some plays. This year, it's like he flipped the whole new thing. He flipped the whole playbook over. Realize that we have players that make plays, that are aggressive, that really know what it means to be a black shirt. And everyone says, oh, we talked to the black shirt guys. We know what it is. Oh, the past. They're like, 
we know what it means to be a black shirt. These, this team right now knows what it means to be a black shirt. And I'm excited to see him play. I cannot wait to watch our defense play. And before this, in the last couple of years, last 10 years since Bo Pelini, I'm, I've been terrified when our defense comes on because I'm like, oh, no, we got to outscore. we got to outscore everyone. But now we have a defense that could just shut people down, shut Heisman candidates down. Spencer Radler, Michigan State's running back. They cannot. They couldn't do anything against us. Like, our defense is legit. And I am very excited to see how we go and move forward. But now we get to the well, we get to the ones that are just shoot us in the foot, stab us in the back, make us not want to wake up in the morning. Special teams no one. Connor Cole, he was two for two. Short field goals, made them both. One made extra points. One of them was a little scary on his extra points, what we really needed, but he did his job. He went out there, two for two in field goals, two for two extra points. He did his job. So he did his job. The punt team and the kickoff, they, we need so much work on this. It's not like we need a new coach. It's like we need players. We need players that realize how big of these things could cause a game. It can break a game. Punt team, our punters, what the hell is going on with our punters? And I thought everyone says these rugby-style punters, oh, they'll boom it. They'll boom it. They'll roll it. Let's go. But when you kick a seven-yard punt, seven, Seven yards. That's ridiculous. I could walk out there with one leg, one leg, and I could kick it eight yards. And they're doing seven yards in their scholarship. I don't understand it. We need it. We punt it all the time. With our offense, they should be pretty used to punting. So we get there. We punt to them. Seven yards. Bad, bad. And it's just not what we need. We need... I don't care. We just need to... Boom. We just need to find someone... Hell, if Adrian needs to just straight snap to Adrian, he can punt it seven goddamn yards. But that just killed us when we kicked that punt. We had all the momentum. We had punted it back to him. We're like, all right, defense is legit. They're not scoring on us. They've scored a touchdown. Right up the right side of the field for a touchdown. Maybe touched once. Probably not even touched at all. And that just happens. It just sucks. It just sucks because we are right there. We're always right there. Another heartbreaking loss. Another we shoot ourselves in the foot. When will it end? So we need to focus on special teams so bad. Our kickoff, we should have known. We saw that. We saw them. the kickoff team is not doing bad. We didn't give up any. I mean, huge, huge gains on it. But the thing is, we got to kick the ball in the end zone, which I understand with conditions, different thing. But we got to kick it in the end zone. We got to figure it out. Just boom it, boom it, boom it, boom it. But in the special teams on the offensive side, it's like. We can't. We're so worried about fielding the punt, we don't. We just completely forget about returning. If we go backwards, try to get more yards. I know they're trying to cut outside, but we need to cut forward to get more because we always lose in yards. Kick returns. I don't think we've ever had a threat in a while that would take one to the house. It's always like, oh, we'll get the ball in the 25. Oh, we'll get the ball close. Let's get a slight return. But we need to get so much better on special teams. And I think finally now that they can see it, well, I know it's just not field goals, it's punt, that they can see it, address it, make it a point. You've got to do this. You've got to. It's got to be good. I know it's not glamorous, it's not good, but you've got to be solid on it. That's why Iowa's so good. They're a solid team. Solid team. Yeah, they get penalties. No, they're not Alabama. It's boring. It's boring football because you know they're not going to make mistakes. And I know we'd love to get to that point. But we now realize how much of an impact it can make on them. So we got to get that fixed. 
And then the O-line. Greg Austin, what are you doing with our O-line? The run game, too. What are you doing? What are you doing? What do you do, like, at practice? I know, what do you, you have them hit the sleds all the time? You, I don't know if we have to dumb it down and go on one every time, but the false starts are just horrible. They are drive killers. I know it's like, oh, it's just five yards. They are drive killers. It's so bad when we're consistently going, moving, moving, and then we get a false start. You're like, oh, great. First and 15. Oh, wait, just let me throw one right after it because apparently we didn't learn our mistakes two seconds before. Now it's first and 20. That's happened twice to us. One to start the game against Oklahoma, which was ridiculous. That was so bad. False starts was bad. We had a couple holding calls, but not as not as much as last one against Michigan State, but I don't know. But the thing is also, they don't give Adrian any time. They can't block. They just show, like, consistently they're just getting bull rushed. Jurgens, Jurgens, I like Jurgens. Like, I know he's got penalties, personal foul penalties this year, but for excessive blocking or, like, he was downfield blocking, which one of them was – one of them I think was the right call – Two of them were just, he's blocking downfield, which is just ridiculous. But I feel like he's the only one who has heart. He's the only one that can, doesn't get pushed back. He pushes he pushes people forward like an offensive line, what he's supposed to do. And I feel like he's holding it together, and they need to build around him. And I know size is big, but if they're, si- if they're big, they can't give time, and they can't figure out when to move on the right time, and motion. We're going to have to dumb down plays just so we can get it off without penalties. It's just... It's laughable. It's like honestly at the point where you have to laugh how bad it is. And people realize it. They're seeing it on TV. The announcers are saying it. Oh, it's like, oh, Nebraska gets killed by penalties again. Yes, we do. By the kicking game, by the penalties. It's just laughable things where they're like, it's taking attention away of realizing how good this football team is. We're 2 and 3 right now. We lost to Illinois, which was the only bad game we played all year and still almost won that game. Should have won that game. Oklahoma, top five team, where we were the better team by far. Another ranked opponent, Michigan State. I think they were 20th at the time. And we outplayed them 100. No question, we should have won that game. We should have beat Oklahoma, too. We needed to win those games. We just giving points away from missed kicks, but then now it's special teams. It's special teams, and it's taking away points of people realizing that we are a good football team. We are good. We are a good football team. We are way better than we were last year and the year before. We're definitely going in the right direction. So I know it sounds negative because we're always negative as Nebraska fans. But we're going in the right direction, and I feel good. I feel very good about defense. Adrian, I feel I feel good about Adrian. I know he struggles reading defense sometimes, but he wants to win, and he honestly believes in Scott and believes in Husker Nation and why we need to be good again. Everything would be good again. Grass is greener. Your girlfriend's a little prettier. Your wife's prettier. Food's tasting a little bit better. Beer's tasting better. But when we're losing, the last couple of years, it did not feel like this. But now, it's not like we lose and we're like, oh, no. Which, like, oh, we didn't play good. We're losing and we're like, we need to win this game. We're back to, like, we should win all these games because of our defense. And special teams should not take away from that. But next week, I got three takeaways from that game before we go in here and Later on, when we get later into the podcast, I'm going to put out Twitter polls or questions from fans, what you want me to answer. But right now, I'm always going to have three takeaways. Number one, defense is legit. Defense is legit. I don't even really need to say anything more like that. There are the black shirts. We have the black shirts back in Lincoln. And I think they're going to continue to prove it. Four weeks in a row. It's not like we had one slip-up. We had four weeks in a row where defense was dominant against two Heisman contenders. But defense is legit. 
Number two, Adrian can win the game with his legs, but needs to read the defense better. I know it is, oh, I know he doesn't have a lot of time with the offensive line, maybe play calls, move him out of the pocket, but he needs to learn how to read the defense better. And I'm not saying he can't read them. I'm not saying at all. But if his first option is not open, he can't do it. And I know he'll a little dump downs and stuff like that, but we have people all over the field who are having play calls that we might not be able to see because he can't read it very well. So, But I still believe in him, and we can win games with him. Sometimes he tries to do too much, but I'd rather have him do that than try do nothing at all. So I still believe in Adrian. And number three is we're going in the right direction for the first time since Bo. And I really believe. There's no, like, oh, no, fire Scott. Don't fire Scott. We don't we don't want to go into that. You see Florida State and Tennessee, they always put us three together and be like, oh, these guys need to get back to where they're at. And I'll tell you right now, we are way better than Tennessee. We are way better than Florida State. If we were Florida State, I'm sorry, but Nebraska fans, we'd be tying a noose right now. We're testing the uh, integrity of a ceiling fan if that happened, if we were Florida State. But we're not. We're in the right direction. It's a good team. I believe in Scott. I do. I believe in Shenander, I believe in Adrian, and I believe in that Blackshirt defense because we're back, baby. But we're coming in against a 2-2 two two Northwestern team. Northwestern is going to be the typical average team, physical. We can't have turnovers. we got to just outplay them and not make stupid mistakes. And we will beat them by 10-plus. And I'm saying we beat them by 10-plus. We're opening it like 9.5-point favorites. And I think we're going to beat the shit out of them. I do. All right, so they lost to Michigan State 38-21. to Got completely dominated by that Michigan State offense, which we made look like they were a middle school team. But we still lose because that's just typical Nebraska fa fashion. But they beat Indiana State. It's just not very good. 24-6. Beat Ohio 35-6. But they lost to Duke 30-23. to so what you're seeing by this, like, yes, they'd be two teams that they're supposed to be because they're Northwestern. They're physical. They're going to out-physical you. They're going to try to get their run game going. They're not going to do anything crazy. They're not going to do anything that's going to jump off the page, but it's like another Iowa. Physical, physical, physical. You make mistakes, you're going to lose to them. So if our offense is clicking, our defense is playing exactly how they're supposed to be playing, boom, we win that game easily, and we're going to win that game easily. But what we need to do is slow down just do our game. Don't fall to them. Don't go so pressure where we can't make any mistakes. Don't be timid. We need to keep going. The defense is going to do, be exactly what we need them to be. They're going to be good. They're going to be solid. We're not going to give up any big explosive plays unless they're trick plays because that's the only way people can do that to us this year. When special teams, if we calm special teams down, we bring down the false star penalties. And it's like a broken record. I know it was like, if we do it, if we do that, if we do that, but... I think that we're a lot closer than we're doing it than years past. So we make these mistakes. Because Scott came out in the, on this meeting, and he said he addressed the two things that needed it. It's not like he's like, oh, we had our best week of practice. No, he came out and he dogged on him. And he said he had a long meeting. He had a long meeting with the entire team. And I think he's telling them how good they are. Because I know we're like, oh, this is a good football team. And he's like, oh, this is the best thing we've had. And after Illinois, we're like, great, another shitty year. But boom, these four games in a row. I know we lost two and won two. But we look so good. We look so good. That's why it hurts so more. The losses are starting to hurt even more now than before. Because I know we got to that period with Riley at the end where we're like, oh, we lost again. And we're like, ah, oh, it doesn't hurt as bad. We can go out another day. Now the losses are getting back to us where it's actually hurting. And pretty certain this is going to be, if we get over that hump, we win one of these games, I think we're going to start winning out. 
we're going to go bowl. We're going to go bowling this year. We're going to go to a bowl game. And I think we should accept it no matter what it is, play it, dominate it, come back next year with either schedule, and then there we go. But Northwestern is, they're not going to beat us with anything special. We just got to play our game, and I think we will. But I could say this, it could be completely wrong. We could get blown out. You come back and listen to the next week, and then you're going to laugh about how bad it was. But I'll be here. Everyone should be in on this team. I think we have a great team. We got to fix the special teams penalties, special teams, offensive line penalties, and we'll be good. I'm loving where we're going. I can't wait to see what we do this next week. And I think we are going to be pretty dang good, everybody. So I'm signing out here all the way out in Arizona. I'll see you guys next week. Get ready for it. I'll put the Twitter poll out. I'll follow people so you can ask ask questions if you want to hear me talk about it or argue with my horrible takes, talk about our crappy football team, and I'll talk about how we're going in the right direction. If you lose faith, we'll bring you back in here. I lose faith. You guys will bring me back in there. It's the roller coaster, roller, emotional roller coaster that every Husker fan has, and that's why we're the best damn fans in the country. So everybody, go Big Red.